Thank you for joining us today on This African Love. Exploring the stories we rarely get to hear, but which deserve to be told. Here, we're all about giving space to those underheard voices. See what I did there? (laughs) For everyone joining us today, this cast is a candid convo, which means we're just here talking through culture issues, about those social and cultural issues that we face and how they're a part of today's African and diasporan stories. Because honestly, how can you understand something you know nothing about? Come and eat at our table of knowledge. It's interesting you mentioned love and religion because I do have a question on that. Because I also wouldn't be myself if I didn't touch on people's attitudes towards love, dating, and religion. I know from our prior discussions that there might be some little realized revelations between dating and religion in terms of how it's been presented to the outside world. So you've mentioned polygamy, which is another subject, right? But another one I Mm -hmm. wanted to touch on is the impression given to most that certain religions hold their women back sexually, wanting to repress them, and that other religious backgrounds purportedly known for their liberal natures, have shown indications that they're actually not as liberal as they seem. Are there any examples you feel stood out to you in the countries that you visited? Mm. What stood out for me in this, in this, um, for this question, because there's no country in which I was, I was kind of faced with the impact of religion gotcha. and dating as I, did, as I was in Senegal. Mm. Um, so very, very, so I already mentioned the fact that people are just like, it's, it's, I think it's 90, it's over 90%. I don't want to, 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 to miss, miss represent them, but I think it's over 90% Muslim, if I, if I remember correctly. Um, and there's a lot of sex happening outside of these, these, these Muslim marriages, because when I was trying to find, so we had a bit of a snafu with our hotel when we were right in the car and we were trying to find a new one kind of on the go with our bags in a cab. And I called a friend um, to ask kind of like, should, where should we be looking? And she was just like, wherever you do, you need to look under the bed for, for you condoms. Because oh, wow. people are having a lot of sex, but they're trying to hide it in this in this hotel. So I'm just like, but why, why would you, like, why are you going to throw a condom under the bed while you could you could put it in the trash, but it's just that thing for like, there's a lot of sex happening, but no, you want to have it even housekeeping because it's such a, it's such a taboo, but it was the one country where it was offered the most. I don't want to speak to um, an expert, but I think that when you strip this thing away from, from self, from like, what, what are, what are the, the basic kind of values of being a decent human being? Um, and, and decent human beings need to be able to feel joy and pleasure and, and, and respect and all of these things that we strive for. And we do anything, call it be religious or political or cultural that takes away from that thing, then then it becomes a moot point for me. Um, so that, that's a reason why in terms of just like actual interactions online, um, the car was not very successful because I can't look past, I was unable to kind of look past that kind of barrier. Um, yeah. Okay. When you think about romance, because I, I want to tie it back into what you said before about polygamy, right? When you think about romance and you think about our parents' generation and also the sub-generation before us, where do you think we get things wrong that they might have gotten right? What do you think we do well that they could have done better in their time if they had hindsight? Mm-hmm. Also, are there any things that they could still do better even now? I 
think that um, our parents, you know, I think our parents, you know, sort of a, a bit of a hybrid between monogamous and and, and polygamous. Because my, my mm. parents were monogamous, and my parents, I, I was brought up religious, so they very much did the same day of the church and, and all that. But some of, for instance, my, my, my mom's cousins and peers uh, were, were, poly, were polygamous. So I think that they were the, the generation that kind of began to straddle both of them. Um, mm. And I definitely think that so my aunties and older siblings um, were definitely doing the thing without questioning, without exploring why, why is this this way, which I think we're doing really well. Um, I know the fact that um, people are, are getting married less and less now. There's less and less marriages happening, more and more divorce is happening because I think that we're beginning to to just ask the questions that have been asked throughout this conversation, where we, where we expected to walk down an aisle. What does it mean to prioritize this relationship while well, other relationships can be can be more um, can, can provide a layer of companionship that is even more important, or can do do more good and more benefit to the people around you than this one um, relationship that he's kind of put on a pedestal. So I think we're beginning to ask these questions. We're beginning to question why, how you can have laws around killing people or, or, or incarcerating people because of who they, who they love and, and who they choose to spend mm. their, their their sexual time with. Mm. And that's what I, I wish we, we did more. And honestly, I don't know if our ancestors could have, have done more because we have a different, we were fighting for independence. We were trying to get us on our feet as republics. Um, and this is true for most countries across our continent. So mm. as, I, as I say that they should question more, I think that they were questioning other things more, actually what it meant to be free, what, what it meant to have self-rule, and that was what their struggle was the 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 repercussion or the kind of the thing that fell on the wayside is that you kind of pick other things because while while you're struggling and fighting for your country you have to also the cultural thing have babies and and, and build a home and, and do all of that stuff that you don't really have time or headspace to question i suppose mm. Um, but i'm really 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 like i have seven nieces and nephews who i love to bits and they're all they range between the age of 25 and 5 and watching them think through things and begin to like for instance for my, for my 25 year old niece there's, there's not a world that's possible where you could put her in jail because they choose to love somebody that's the same sex as them and that completely doesn't make sense to her and that is something that puzzled her in the same way I guess arranged marriage puzzles uh, to another generation and when I think when I watch them navigating this world and completely being so unafraid un- of, of anything I'm just like we're gonna be okay mm-hmm. and I think I, I kind of get preoccupied in trying to be a good role model for them so that they can kind of watch it out the struggle they want to take up and, and run with it and run fast okay 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 I asked the previous question because simultaneously, I hear people saying that we need to be relaxed when it comes to dating and just go with the flow. Kind of like denial. And now that's the river, not the state of being where we're denying things. <laughs> Sorry. If there's no dry joke, then it's not a party. So, <laughs> so on to or back to dating apps because up. Apparently, it's time to discuss one of people's main nemeses, which you've kind of covered before, is the apps. Whether it's the B1 or the Fire 1 or whichever one, they're all being generalized in this context. Across all of the countries, I know you've mentioned that people just have um, 
a disdain towards them, like a wholesale disdain towards them. But if you've used any of these domestically, right, being that you are a resident in Kenya, how do you feel they might have differed from using them abroad? So, mm. interestingly, I don't use these apps in Nairobi. Mm. And I didn't know, I didn't have the language to explain why until I used them in Lagos and met somebody via these apps. The reason I don't do it in Nairobi is because it's just too familiar. So I think that if you live in a city, you have a lens and you, you can look at your app and you, you can tell who these people are in 30 seconds or less, right? Mm-hmm. And I didn't even know it was happening until I met someone um, in Lagos and I was asking him how he picks who to match with and he pulled out his phone and we began to swipe through his, his, his app um, and he'd be like, she's a working girl, she's a working girl, she's married, mm-hmm. she's too young, she's lying. Take picture, like within <laughs> seconds. I was so shocked until I realized that the reason I don't do it in Nairobi is because I have the same lens. I can see my people and I can see right through them. Mm. And also, this is also the city where I I um I live and work, and I do have this 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 bias that I am talking about. I also carry, and there's a stigma that I know exists in my city around dating and dating apps, and, and this is where all my people are. We know we're living in a fishbowl. We're all in fishbowl cities. So I also carry some of this bias that I'm, that I'm, I'm calling out and talking about. So, so which is one of the reasons why I don't date in, um, in or use the apps rather in Nairobi. Mm. I have sometimes um, forgotten to uninstall it when I've been home for about a week. Just check it out. I guess awkward when you can see people that actually know socially, and I'm like, oh, I don't know. Um, I, mm. I need to work on that because I'm not I'm not drinking my Kool Aid, and I should be drinking my Kool Aid. Yes, you should, girl. So. Um, if you're I should, but the reason I do it when I when I travel is because there's a freedom and a beauty in being anonymous. I can be whoever I want to be just for a moment when I'm in this other place. And obviously within the bounds of safety and reason and also honesty, but there's just, I'm a lot more uninhibited um, when I travel. And often when I travel, I don't have friends around me to do things with. So I'm just like, let's find people on me that. Mm. Um, and when you, when you pick up like that then it kind of all becomes even playing ground it's just like how much time do you want to commit how many people are actually on there for you to find and that will vary between the country obviously it's tied to like like there was a smittering of people in the Gambia but there was, there was way too many illegal for instance and it was just it was a happy medium I think the happy medium was was definitely um, actually there was no happy medium they were, one. <laughs> you said the Lagos ones. <laughs> okay, so if you're comfortable sharing, what might be some of your app-based favorite stories or dating encounters whilst you were on your travels, or 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 any key learnings? Because you've shared, you've you've actually shared one in terms of the anonymity, the comfort in anonymity that exists when you are going away, and also the fact that, and again, you know my stance on this. The fact that if you are using them, it's really for networking, right? But mm. is there is there just one maybe like quick hot take that you have on the dating apps? Yes. Oh my gosh, I feel like I should I should become like the the African online app dating guru. <laughs> I'm gonna pick up lots of lots of useful useful tips. Mm-hmm. Some of them fairly basic, like the security ones, which one one person knows where you're going, like unless you're even doing it. So I made sure that Donna always knew um that I was that I was going on a date and, and and also just make it 
make it as safe as possible. So I always, I prefer to have the encounter with walking distance from where I'm, I'm staying. Not where I'm staying, in the exact hotel or apartment, but I'm not walking so I can safety if I need to because you just never know it's such a gambling it's such a gamble mm-hmm. so the ones that um, that were the most kind of useful were to go with my gut I got catfished in the car because I ignored my gut um, mm. and this this person was just way too perfect and was just like oh I go to school here and my we spoke on the phone I had a conversation beforehand um, I began to have some like some some kind of gut feeling that he wasn't being honest mm. um, and he didn't end up being anything like that he's he was, um, hmm. and and when somebody approaches thing with the intention of dishonesty, then it's just a red flag. And especially because I was being deliberate to be very honest about the fact that while I am on this app, I am here half partly for research and partly for for personal um, use for, for personal reasons. Hmm. Um, the most important one is if you have a short amount of time in the country if you're doing this while you travel. I It takes me a while. It takes me maybe seven days between matching with somebody and saying that I want to have a physical encounter with them because you want to have a conversation. And I'm not an, an animal of my phone, oddly enough, very frequent. Mm. <laughs> talking about apps. Um, so I, I struggle to engage on my phone often, which is what you need to do if you're dating all these things, right? Um, so for that reason, what I discovered incredible um, by an incredible resource in Dakar is that you just it, it pays to upgrade to the to the premium version even for a few days because it's fairly it will cost you like a dollar a day um, and that will give you the ability to change your location ahead of time so mm. four days before I got to Lagos I was swiping in Lagos and, I, and it just gave because at some point I realized I'm not going to make any, any more valuable connections in the city that I was in so I was going to move on mm. and that is that was makes everything so much easier because you kind of have a head start and that yeah. that was just such a useful tip. Um, and of course, don't be afraid to just be on there for platonic reasons. It's completely fine. I think what is most important is that you declare that because it's just a set with any bad time. Don't be that guy missing people's time, man. It's just mm. not cute. Um, so just say, <laughs> say that you're here because you're a stranger in this city and you want cool people to hang out. Um, with and or, or, or if you're looking for a casual hookup, say it because there's definitely people who want to cut past all the bullshit. <laughs> Fair enough. You have reached the end of this part of this African love. Thank you for listening. Catch us on the next episode of this African love. Thank you for having us, and thank you for being with us. <laughs>